Hi folks and welcome back. This is the second in our uh, Company Culture podcast series. Uh, we're going to talk about how to implement company culture today with Susan McRobert from the Curated Consultancy. So let's get on and hear from Susan. A big part of this is actually how you integrate those vision and va- that vision and values through your business. How do you how do people practically go about that? Are there some good examples? Yeah, so for me, it really starts with the leader in the organisation. So this has to be authentic. You know, I have gone to meet with managers who've got their values on the wall. And then in the course of the conversation, I've asked about the values and they've not known them. Um, so, you know, that, that does make it um, really... Tick box almost. Yeah, yeah. It, it's... It, it, people are certainly not going to believe them and, and love them when you don't know them yourself as a leader. Um, so when I think about values and, and behaviours being at the centre, it's really important to, for a leader to lead themselves first. So role model values, demonstrate them, live them, breathe them, um, as well as then leading others um, and then leading at an organisational level. So in terms of um, leading self, you know, it's, it's about... You know, as I say, them role modelling, um, recognising and rewarding um, the values that they when they see it in yeah. their organisation, yeah. um, and also you know not contradicting it. So if you say you, one of your values is about empowering people, mm-hmm. um, and then people give something a go and they make a mistake on it, and you you know you kind of hammer them for it, it just it has to be authentic. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then in terms of leading others, you know, there's a phrase about, you know, what's interesting to the boss is fascinating to me. Um, and so if you focus on something, um, then people, it will then become something that's very important to people in your organisation. Um, so it's that, it's that kind of thing around, you know, you get what you drive. So, you know, if you're recognising people, rewarding people um, and reinforcing it, and, and that means doing simple things like if one of your values is around collaboration and someone brings a good piece of work to you, you know, you ask them, who did you work with on this? You know, how did you collaborate with it? Who have you shared this with? Asking those questions that are relevant to the values that bring them to life and, and goes back to that bit about what's interesting to the boss is fascinating to me. So if you never collaborated on any, with anyone on at that time, you may, will make sure you do the next. And that's very true. I mean, you know, making sure you live in those values, but 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 in the questions and the way you act and the questions yeah. you ask is, is, is so important. And I think that's a, a challenge for some businesses to recognise where the value is added, I suppose. And, and, and it, it kind of leads on to my next question about um, involving your employees in that vision and values, you know, is that where you can almost get that buy-in from them to say, well, you, you know, you're part of this decision making, even even yeah. at the early stage, or yeah. perhaps in a slightly larger organisation, would that still be the advice? Yeah. So when I work with startup companies, I think it's great to do these things early on because then you're then bringing people in that align with those values. If a company is more established, then I would involve the employees in in identifying the values. There are some values that will exist in your organisation that even if you tried, you know, you would they're just there, they're ingrained in your organisation, they're part of your culture and it and it would it would wouldn't it would be almost impossible to change it. So it's kind of embracing those as well as identifying ones that are maybe more aspirational and, and, and builds on those. Um, so I think definitely involving uh, employees in them because ultimately you know the values provide you a framework from a recruitment perspective you know advertising and attracting the right people to your organisation interviewing against it to to test for um, people uh, that align with your values 
Um, and then from a, a performance perspective, giving feedback and coaching. Um, so having values with descriptors underneath it that you can say to people, you know, well, when you did this, it didn't really align with their, this value or, you know, the, that sort of feedback and coaching. So I think involving people in it helps, you know, enable those conversations as well and for it to be um, very two-way um, and, and to be able to ask some of those challenging questions and things. Yeah, that's, it is quite interesting that they ask, phrasing the questions based around um, the vision and values yeah. rather than, I suppose, just general feedback. If you can continue to do that, it starts to embed that in the whole process, you know, whether it's appraisals or whether it is, you know, uh, just, just, just general chat in the office, yeah. about, you know, doing a good job, you know, that's... So for me, values and behaviour should be equally as important okay. um, as what someone delivers. So I would talk to organisations about, you know, measuring people and fee- giving people feedback and, and t- talking to them about their performance, not just based on what they've delivered, but how they delivered it, and those two things should be equally important. And you hear this come up often, you know, there's always the talk about the toxic employee and, you know, the people in the organisation who get away with stuff, and it might be your top salesperson and, and, and those sorts of examples, but poor behaviour can't be tolerated because it will undermine your values again. Um, so it's not just about that sort of positive reinforcement, coaching, feedback, role modelling. It's also addressing it where you where people are not living the values in your organisation. That, that was exactly one of my questions, was how do you, you know, is it quick action basically, uh, you know, around that, or, or using your values to say, look, we'll, we'll take you on a journey to help you coach yeah. you towards that because we've all had those tough... Uh, tough, tough yeah. uh, employees who perhaps don't buy into the values, or again, uh, some of the feedback will be, oh, I don't, I don't need to know these. It's mm-hmm. not important to me. Mm-hmm. Are those the people you need to either work with, train, or move on from the business? Is that the case? Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's it's all part of that performance. Um, it, it's a, I think for me, values give you a really good framework to have those coaching conversations and give that feedback and and ultimately manage people's performance. Um, so I think being um, sort of, uh, you know, is giving good descriptors for them without becoming um, prescriptive. So descriptive and not prescriptive, <laughs> I think, sure. is getting that balance. So, um, you know, not having them outlined to, to a degree that, you know, you're, you're prescript- move, yeah. prescribing to people how to do their work. So it's behaviours that you're talking about, not skills. Yeah. Um, and that allows people to um, still, you know, have their own uh, interpretation of and 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 do uh, and embody them in their own way, but still align to to the values, but still do their jobs in the way that they want to do it and have that freedom. But if they're not doing it in line with your values, then definitely you need to have those performance conversations. And I suppose that brings it back to almost linking right back to the start to the the business objectives, which are mm-hmm. whatever they may be, you know, yeah. achieving certain amount of profit or, you know, exits or whatever it might be. This is our objective here. The values we know align to those objectives. So it, it, if you're not living up to them, you're basically not in the journey to achieve our objectives. Does that be right? Yeah, I mean, I think I would probably have a sort of, you know, your vision and then um, objectives that sit underneath that, that align with achieving that vision. Um, so they might be at a group level and an, an individual level and it all should kind of cascade down sure. from there and underpinned by um, the values or how you deliver these objectives 
Um, so yeah, there's, there's absolutely got to be that al alignment with it. And I, and I think just going back to your question about you know, how do you address it, I think that one of the first things is identifying it and telling the person that. Um, there's there's a, a great example, I think, to sort of bring this life, I remember somebody telling a story about performance management and um, how everybody's so, um, you know, people don't like to have those honest conversations with people. Um, and he, this, this guy used an example where he said, you know, if I was in a meeting with you and I had something stuck in my teeth the whole time and at the end of it I left the room and the next time I looked in the mirror I seen this was in my tooth and I'm like, I wish you'd just told me that because if you told me it, I could have done something about it. The same thing applies, you know, we think often that um, people are, you know, um, trying to think of play words, I'm saying. Be offended, perhaps, <laughs> is it? Yeah, yeah. People uh, don't perform well or, uh, or okay. toxic employees or whatever yes. you might want to call them. Um, but they might just, you know, in terms of that sort of self-awareness uh, and that sure. emotional intelligence and things, that can just be lacking. And yeah. when you don't tell someone that and give them that feedback, you really do them a disservice because you don't give them the opportunity to improve. So again, that framework of values, being able to have those honest conversations in a way that's not personal, you know, that it gives you something less... Um, you know, it's not about you and your personality and your behaviour. It's about your 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 um you know how you uh, behaving in line with our values. I was just going to ask that. Is that where this helps? Because a lot of people have the issue with those conversations about them being personal. Yeah. Uh, and if you can align that to values, and actually it takes that personal personal. Yeah. Personality, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it should never be personal, it should never no. be. I don't like this about you as a person, it should always be objective and about you know behaviors and, and, and the impact that that's having from a business perspective. Um, you know, you're not going to like everything about everyone, um, and it's about understanding how you work together and collaborate and get the best from people in line with values and, and behaviours that you want to see in your organisation. But yeah, it gives, a, it gives you a good framework to be able to, for a manager to have that conversation um, and you know, for employees to, to, to hear that objective feedback um, in some context and it not feel personal. So when you go in to talk to people about their vision and values and, and perhaps take them through the process, mm. what does success look like for them? Um, so it's interesting because a lot of the businesses that I have been working with are our sort of uh, start-up and scale-up businesses um, and you know it's, it's amazing how along the way that why they started their business, their purpose gets a little bit lost. Um, so I think getting to a purpose statement that their employees can also you know, engage with um, is really important. Um, so having their purpose statement, have, engaging their employees in identifying the values uh, that are important uh, to, to align with that purpose and re you know, uh, representative of the, their organisation and the culture in their organisation and the descriptors underneath that that give them the framework to be able to refer to. Um, and then a plan to sort of embed that into their organisation. So the role modelling being built into their attraction and selection, um, promotion, um, coaching, feedback, all those good things. Um, but yeah, I, I read a phrase yesterday that I really liked, um, which was, you know, live, don't laminate. Um, so, you know, I think yeah. what wouldn't feature on my plan to embed values into your organisation would be posters, 
and um, I mean, you can have a poster if you'd like, but you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's not the way that it's going to become the reality in your organisation. That's an interesting thing. We, we spoke to someone about vision and values, and one of the things they said was, don't let your marketing team do that. Yeah. Uh, it's got to involve the whole organisation. Yeah. Obviously, speaking as a marketer, <laughs> that is a challenge for me, but, but it's true, uh, because all the posters and pop-ups and yeah. mean nothing yeah. unless it's it's part of your business culture or part of your organisation's culture. And actually it can do more harm if you just market this and, it, and it's not the reality. You know, this has got to be authentic, otherwise you're just giving your employees another opportunity to roll their eyes and be cynical about, um, you know, something that's not the reality in their organisation. Um, so, uh, you know... I, there's there's lots of good examples of this. Will I give you one? Yeah. <laughs> so um, th- there was uh, when Jamie Oliver's went out of business. Uh, there was a big campaign by Unison, um, pay up Jamie's Italian, uh, and there are people on this sort of two minute video talking very emotionally um, about their experience and and you know they talked about the values and I don't know what they stood for but it was F-A-M-I-L-Y so family um, and she, you know th- wow. this this person said you know our values were family um, and this isn't how you treat your family so these things can come really come back to bite you if you know you espouse something and and it's not the reality in your organisation um, and people will look for all these inconsistencies so they'll look for it in policy, process, um, and it's just another opportunity for people to uh, become disengaged, really, when they don't see that being a reality. So if you've got a value that is that you empower people in your organisation, and then you've got a policy that has a dress code that tells them you know, uh, how to get dressed in the morning, kind of feels like it's a bit misaligned yeah, um, and, yeah. and all those misalignments kind of don't help to build trust in your organisation, it's just it makes people feel uh, disillusioned Which is presumably why and I appreciate it's difficult to do this but how it's important to involve your employees in, in pulling them yeah. together because they will be your honest feedback on whether this is in fact the case here or yeah, not Yeah, exactly, I find that when I've done it with organisations, you get brilliant feedback um, about what you know what some of the issues are in the organisation, um, but yeah, it, it's it's a great opportunity to engage employees and f- and for them to tell you what the reality is. And I think you know the thing is with a lot of this stuff, don't try to be something that you're not either. Um, so you know if you are an I don't know an actuarial company or or something, then you know don't have you know kind of innovative or something yeah. in your values and, and don't try to be cool and trendy or whatever it is like just if you if you if, if your culture and your values are what they are then 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 be true to them and don't try and be something that you're not because ultimately you're trying to bring people into your organization that align with that yeah I mean just how practical is it to have your employees help you pull together your vision and values and how important is it yeah, I think it works really well when, when people are engaged with it. I mean, this is ultimately all about employee engagement. So to do something in a dark room and not involve them in it again yeah. would kind of uh, contradict that. So I think, you know, engaging employees and, and having them involved in it is really important uh, and gets their, their buy-in to it and gets a lot of insight as well. When I've done it with businesses, you know, really uh, got some great insight and feedback about the reality in that organisation. 
Um, but I think that the thing with values is um, that it's really important that you that they're authentic um, and and it's about them being a combination of kind of uh, you know aspirational and, and the behaviours that you want to see and how you want to operate in your business with um, them being authentic as well. So you know it's 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 not trying to be something that you're not. So. Um, so, you know, if you are a, a certain type of organisation, if you are an actuarial company or something, then having, you know, innovation and creativity is, is yeah. not going to be the right value for Absolutely. your business. Um, and, and so it's, it's really important that they're, they're authentic and, and, you, and you know what you uh, are and want to be. I think that, that we, we get that quite a bit is, uh, you know, don't try and sell a vision to someone to, to recruit mm. them. When, when they walk in the door and after six months it's clearly not like that you know you don't need uh, you know food tables and, and beer fridges if that's not who you are and and, and, yeah. and organisation sorry um, employees will re- recognise that quickly and walk out the door absolutely I mean I think I, I sometimes compare job descriptions to um, uh, estate agent descriptions of houses you know so when you see an estate agent description that says um, it's a low maintenance garden, and that just means that it's slabbed. <laughs> There's no <laughs> grass there. Um, yeah. You know, when you go and view that house, it becomes apparent pretty quickly. Um, so it's the same thing. You know, if you have a job description that sells your company as something uh, that it's you know wacky and fun and creative and and all the rest of it, and people join, and it's not that, then. And, and that's not for everyone and that's not everyone's idea of fun so just you know Absolutely. sort of explain how it is um, you know we talked earlier on about that sort of employee value proposition um, what, what the offer is to work in your organisation you know I think it's important to think about the individual value proposition as well what does that person want from working in your organisation and beer fridges aren't for everyone um, you know and and Football tables or whatever they are, <laughs> yeah. that's not what creates the culture in your organisation. Yes. Um, and actually, again, you know, having that there um, and then people playing it and the boss going around and saying, Oh, you've not got something better <laughs> to do, you know, you've got the, yeah. the, the, the risk of really kind of shooting yourself in the foot when, you, when you're actually not comfortable <laughs> with it. I don't want people playing table tennis over here when they should be doing your work. <laughs> exactly. No, absolutely. Listen, thanks so much for joining us today, Susan. That was that was great, uh, great insight. So, uh, you know, for those small businesses or any business actually out there looking to engage your services, where where can they find you? Um, yeah, I'd love to hear from people. I love talking about this stuff. So um, feel free to get in touch for a chat about it. The best place to get find me is on LinkedIn. So if you find me, uh, Susan McRoberts, the Curated Consultancy, link in with me. I try to post pretty regularly, so you'll see some of my thoughts. Um, and yeah, drop me a message, get in touch, and i um, happy to have a chat with people. Perfect. Thank you, Ray. If you're interested in startups, make sure you sign up to the Coffee Pod from Talent Spark. We've made it really easy. You can find us anywhere you listen to your favourite podcasts. You can also follow us on LinkedIn or Twitter at talent underscore spark. And if you're building your startup knowledge bank, make sure you follow hashtag TS Book Club and learn what founders and influencers are reading. See you all next time. See ya.